0: welcome back to another episode of have a dope day i'm your host gabriel lopez today i'm in the studio with a well-known threat you know what i'm saying gus allen or g of a as some of y'all know him you know what i'm saying one half of the two what up g go ahead take a drink of your beer it's good Oh uh, yeah all right what up though Thank you for me. a.k.a. The Shape of graph to Come. Ooh, damn, fancy. How's yeah. that beer? It's incredible. Yeah, it's Brewing Sacramento, bro. Right down the street, Oak Park Brewing Company. Nice. You know what I'm saying? We are Sacramento Bears coming soon, too, also, I think. Or is, is it not? I don't know. I'm fucking up the... In a week. In a week, the man said. All right, G, so let's get into your story. Where does graffiti start for you? Um, Starts early 90s. Um...
1: Growing up on the east side of San Jose, seeing like gang graffiti, seeing Lords Crew throwies, um, that's seeing that like driving around my mom. That's that's where I first first uh, started seeing things. Are we talking about little spurts of graph, or is the city
0: covered in graph at this point?
1: I mean, it's the east side of San Jose, so I mean, it's there's throwies, there's fat cap tags.
0: Yeah, it's fucking smacked on.
1: Yeah, it's pretty smacked. There's a lot of. other crews, but like, yeah, TMC, early TMC shit. Uh, yeah, San Jose was
0: pretty crushed back then. All right, so that's how you get introduced to graph. You learn about graph. When do you start taking part in graph? <laughs> I told you this story,
1: but in, in fourth grade, I remember catching some terrible tags in the bathroom. Oh, shit. So fourth and fifth grade, trying to kind of replicate um, what you see on the streets, but I was catching tags, little tags, in the bathrooms at fourth
0: grade. So I started probably like, seeing it like fifth and sixth grade thinking like oh is that so-? well i seen it way before but like i didn't even try any of that till later on and like i didn't even start tagging on shit till junior high but you started in fourth grade yeah and it's funny because that school i went to there was like maybe one kid
1: maybe catching tags in middle school there was fools like they're rocking bringing up. spray
0: cans to the yeah. bathroom yeah but fourth grade not so much are there any earlier influences in fourth grade that stick out to you? Not obviously other fourth graders, but people in the city that were just. Uh, I remember Lord, Lord's, this guy from Lord's, Lord Des,
1: D-E-S. You would just see L-O-R-D-E-S everywhere mm. uh, on the east side and just big like block throwies everywhere. That's was like, damn, this one guy, I forgot what it was, but it always stuck to my, on my memory. He did like this bomb, like a little bomb with take like, a little, you know, okay. coming off. That one, uh, I tried to replicate that, like, fifth grade. I remember trying yeah. to draw that in yeah, my yeah. head. Um, that I don't know who it was, but that stuck out in my head, too.
0: But Lord Dez really, really sticks out. When I was in, see, that's cold-blooded, bro, because these fools could put Lord in front of their name every right? time, and it's hella tight. Yeah. I remember my brother Angelo from Modesto was telling me about, he knows Lord this and that, and I'm like, what the fuck are you even talking about? And he's like, I'll show you, and he showed me flicks of it, and I was like, damn, this is some next-level shit. Like. Mm-hmm. So the fact that these fools did all, like, produced it like that from the beginning is fucking tight. Yeah. Lord's Crew is still heavily active today, like still leading the way in a lot of things. Yeah, shout out to all the homies in Lord's Crew. So where does it become, like, a lifestyle for you?
1: I mean, I never considered it a lifestyle, but, I mean, I'm, I'm in it making magazines, so it is it is a lifestyle. But um, so sixth grade, uh, middle school, there was some – Little, Quite a few more taggers. Um, no one really doing like pieces, but yeah. everyone's doing like throwies and tags. Um, I'm, we had like, so that by this time in middle school, you learn about mean streaks.
2: Yeah. This
1: one guy brought a fat cap and a, a black spray can to school. He caught a Lord's tag in the bathroom. Yeah. Um, we all kind of got uh, hemmed up a little bit. They try to shake yeah. us down. All of us do our markers behind the principal's desk. None yeah. of us got wrapped, but that was a little hot catching fat cap tags in the bathroom at school not the
2: business
1: (laughs) he did um but um lifestyle so sixth grade seventh grade eighth grade messing around yeah kind of took a break did my own thing then uh, ninth grade starts um you i meet some guys well the first school i went to the high school it was a lot more um thugs
2: thuggish right so
1: these guys are rough over there i wasn't doing too good My parents shipped me off to like some hippie school, high school, um, halfway through my freshman year. I knew no one over there, but I meet these guys. There's like, um, it's it's weird because the first school I went to, all these guys are fighting every day. It's rough, right? I go to Southern school. These guys are wearing bell bottoms, have peace signs on everything. I'm like, yo, what the hell is this? Culture shock. Yeah, but- I meet these guys that are doing pieces. Yeah. And that school, the high school I went to is pretty rich on hip hop history.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, Peanut Butter Wolf, so-and-so records went there. There's some uh, old school TMC guys. A lot of history that had gone through there. Yeah. Um, But these guys are doing pieces. So I'm like, damn, like learning from them.
2: Yeah.
1: And also doing my own thing. So that kind of helped um, spark up some other things. And some other guys ended up um, like 97, someone from WKT ended up, being transported over there.
2: Yeah.
0: So he went to school with me over there. So that's when I first heard about the W. Have you ever seen the meme? I'm sorry to get off track. Of I think Rupe hosted it where there's like an old school army style hat. Where it's like a, just a regular army cap. And they're like, if a dude shows up to the cipher wearing this hat, he's going <laughs> to start rapping about pyramids <laughs> and shit. That's how I picture the school you just went to, the hippie school. It was ill. The fools are wearing those hats. And the fools at the other one, they're wearing like Raider hats or whatever, just San Jose shark hats or whatever. It was That's, rough. I picture two totally different like types like of people. Like w- when there's a uh, Planned Parenthood
1: directly across the street from your school, mm-hmm. you know it's kind of ill, right? Yeah. But the other school, yeah, it was... Um, it's weird transition to well, go there, there.
0: There's also another example there, right? Like when you talk about the differences in speed, like execution-wise, pieces is a lot more chill. Mm. It's a lot more thought out. There's a, there's a lot more planning. Bombing is a whole different energy. It's the streets. It's rough. It's rugged. It's fucking raw. Like there's not a whole lot of extra thought outside of destruction. You know, that's what's on your mind at that point. So when you talk about the two different environments, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, there were some guys that were at the other school that were were pretty,
1: um, you know, predominant in the streets and good artists. But it's just completely different going to the other school where you knew no one. And, you know, these guys are walking around with guitars like damn near barefoot playing hacky sack. You're like, yo, what is going on? Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but it was cool. I I mean, I'm glad I wouldn't change anything. I'm glad. Uh, My brother and sister went to that other school I told you about. They both graduated over there. Actually, my sister didn't, but my brother did. Um, but they, when they shipped me off, um, it was. I'm glad we did because I met a lot of people who I still talk to this day, really good friends, yeah. you know, from that school. And you said Dub was from there? That's where you met somebody from Dub? Yeah. So um, Zeb, he, okay. he was in W when it first started. And he went to that school in like 97. I met him. Actually, there's quite a few people that went to that school, but um, I knew about the W already. Yeah. And then I saw him, and I'm like, "Yo, like, how do I get in?"
0: Yeah. He's like, "Get
1: the out of here, you know, like work your way up." Because I I was just painting tunnels. Yeah. You know, I'm not doing anything too serious at at that point. Um, But uh, that's how I first heard about it, and I knew something about it. Like, I needed to get in that crew. And how did you know about that crew just from seeing it? Yeah. So back like. I'll rewind. In middle school, I would uh, take the bus a lot. Okay. So I would essentially try to get lost on the yeah. bus. I mean, when you're like in eighth grade or whatever, uh, I'm trying to explore the city. So San Jose, yeah. surrounding area, I would take yeah. the bus um, from one place, get off at the at the very last stop, go walk around, kind of sightsee. Yeah. Just kind of get familiar with everything, with Look life, the yeah. real world, um, by myself, taking the bus. So then yeah. I would walk, walk around for a bit, Find another bus I never heard of, take that as far as it can go. Yeah. So just kind of spend days like that. Um, which I think what helped me in the future of like taking photos, walking around San Francisco by myself yeah. later on. But um, so in middle school, I was doing taking the bus and doing all that. And then um, what was the main question on that? I forgot, but keep going. Just keep going. But it, it was a good question. Oh. I completely forgot. I was was. Getting... F- how'd you find out oh. all the dub? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I was I was traveling a lot, right? Mm-hmm. So, it was a Southside crew. And by traveling a lot, you see a lot of graffiti all over the place. All yeah. the, I mean, certain people, like, they're painting certain parts of the town because you're from over there. Yeah. Especially when you're younger. You don't have a car. You're just taking a yeah. bus, whatever. But I would see, like, on the light rail, these fools are scribing everything. I'm like, damn. Then um, on the buses, these fools are killing it. On the scribes, and yeah. I see rollers. Then you see, like, when I'm driving my mom somewhere, these yeah. fools had heaven shots. I'm like, damn. Yeah, You know, so I I saw a lot of it when I was
0: traveling around the town. And when you talk about graffiti or just hip hop in this point in in time in the world, like people lived, eat and breathe, slept it. A lot of people practice multiple elements like hip hop was Mm -hmm. the thing then. So it's not unusual for someone to have in their mind that they needed to king their own bus line, then their light rail route, then all the spaces in between, which is all the, you know, whatever warehouse district or whatever, just like fools are really eat, breathing and sleeping hip hop and like everything that they were hearing and seeing supported it. So it's basically like just living your Instagram feed in real life, you know, like you just see everything you're enveloped in. It. And so like, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a section of that city that was just like rammed by multiple dudes, not even a lot of dudes. It doesn't have to be held a dude. It's just a couple of dedicated dudes like really making shit jump yeah and especially when you talk about heaven shots too. That's a whole nother level of craft, right there yeah that those are hot yeah that's are. how you get that's how you get the that door that's, kicked in
1: i think back then it was like if you got caught for one heaven shot it was like 10 stacks you had to pay yeah. back then i don't know what it's now but pretty sure it was like 10 stacks you're what kind of heavens hit. are we talking about like freeway signs yeah. or like
2: yeah mm-hmm.
1: so that's the words heaven shots the, the freeway yeah. signs are the, are the main ones yeah, that yeah. was like i remember someone got caught and it was like ten thousand dollar restitution on that was it a do you remember if it was felony or not
0: like it's I mean, definitely it, felony, yeah,
1: bro. Santa Clara County was ridiculous. Anything over five hundred dollars is a felony. Yeah. So like one tag I did was a felony.
0: Yeah. You know. Yeah, these he fools dictate how much shit it is. It's not even really five hundred, but they're no. just like, we'll call, come on, five yeah. hundred. You go buy some oops paint at yeah. Home Depot. Yeah, yeah. Four dollars. Yeah. I'll buff that for fifty cents, right? So you're seeing this crew. Basically, you're seeing this idea in your head because that's what it is you're seeing it and you're just like, what is this? And you keep seeing it and it's on your brain. It begins to like infect your fucking mind. And like, this all leads to you wanting to be in or at least seeing that that's something you like. Then you meet this dude and he doesn't welcome you with open arms, which no no real graph writer is all about like- Never. Never like trying to be like welcoming and teaching. Especially when like you're a nobody, you know, like you just paint one tunnel in the neighborhood. So where does, what happens after that? You meet this dude, you ask him to get in. He's like, fuck no. What's the rest of the story, bro? Like, what's-
1: Yeah. So I met, I mean, we, I was cool with him. I would hang out with him here and there. He yes. kind of lived near that school. Okay. Um, so I would hang out with him. You know, you meet other guys, you meet other people from different parts of the city. You yeah. take the bus, you network in, I don't know, I guess whatever weird way you did back yeah, yeah, then, meeting yeah. people on the bus, honestly. Um there's no other way of meeting people. So you're meeting someone on a bus, wording people up on the streets. Yeah. People will drive by, yell at you, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I wouldn't really go to um, like those hip hop shows. I mean, I, I love hip hop shit, but yeah. I wouldn't really go to any. But that's I met um, Alan at one of them back then. And there was a few times other times that I met him. But something about him, I I knew that I needed to connect with him, you know? Um, So eventually, like four years later, three years later, uh, maybe two years later, I I actually met him. We connected um,
0: and we just started kicking it every day. I basically lived at his house. That's tight. That's how I have the same relationship with people. You get like, graph puts you super close, right? Because you're learning about it at the same time or your experience. No, not even graph. You're experiencing your favorite thing with somebody and it makes it like they become associated with your favorite thing and like you get these really deep bonds and sometimes they last f- for a lifetime so where does what does keb finally just that's what it was right keb what? keb the dude's name is keb is that what you said? zeb zeb Oh, yeah. my bad keb is another yeah dude. young zeb yeah so what happens with him like do you end up Talking with him later, gaining his respect, or you just- Nah, he he moved somewhere. (laughs) He moved moved
1: somewhere else. (laughs) And uh, I I meet some of the other guys, and uh, we just started connecting and painting. And I mean, it took me a while to get in the W, uh, but, you know, so I did eventually. Um, There was actually a guy that lived in my neighborhood around the corner from me and uh, on the east side. And uh, I was kind of politicking with him. Yeah. Trying to get a good word in there and, yeah. and to get in. But I was already hanging out with Alan
0: every day. Yeah. So it just kind of came naturally at that point. So you know what's wild to me is that through graffiti, we learn we learn street politics and you learn how to like just maneuver. I don't know what it is, but yeah, you just learn these things. And if you can actually that skill can be translated later into other things, like you know, you're good at communicating a point in your in your favor. And like it's all it never surprises me that people be like the most successful people or people that are just successful have that skill available if they need to and they can turn it on, turn it off. So what let's talk about some of the things that were going on day to day at that point in dub before you were getting in, you're seeing it. Obviously these dudes are painting, but beef has been associated with you guys since forever. What kind of shit were you hearing about it, negative shit before you got into it? Or were you hearing any Yeah, oh Yeah, shit? people
1: were like, oh, don't get in there. Like, yeah. these guys are bad. Like, you know, th- you don't want to get in that crew. Plus, like, these guys are legit street guys. Like, yeah. you know, painting heaven shots, doing yeah. these crazy rollers. I mean, San Jose graffiti was dope back in the day. Yeah. Um, all throughout the 90s. I mean, it's still pretty crazy right now. But, like, at, at, when you're growing up, things are a little more nostalgic mm-hmm. at that yeah, point. So, there's there's a lot of people that are really good artists that came from San Jose but something just For me it def- Again the funny part was I can't do throws yeah. To this day My yeah. throws are terrible Um. But And I wasn't like A tagger like that Yeah I was doing pieces These pretty little pieces You know yeah. And none of these guys There was one guy more More was, was really good The other guys were just Street street cats Yeah And uh, for some reason I just wanted to I knew I had to get in that crew Um. I don't know why <laughs> But as far as they, they, You hear a lot of negative things I mean Beef is associated with, with everything. Yeah. Um, as you navigate this graffiti life, things happen. Um, I'm glad we're, well, I mean, there's still beef to this day, but I'm glad a lot of the
0: older shit is, is done with. Yeah, and anytime you're actually doing work in the streets, you're, it's beef is a ne- it's inevitable. It's bound to happen. Yeah, it's bound to happen, mm-hmm. especially when you're talking about like all city and shit because envy is one of the biggest drivers of vandalism. is envy. You see these other people and you're like, whether you tell yourself, like, I know I can do better than that or not. Like, that comes from fucking envy. Like, you just compared yourself to them. And then now you have the drive to want to outdo them.
2: Especially
0: yeah. when you're young. Mm-hmm. That shit is, like, un- untamable. really. It, like, kind of runs you. Mm-hmm. So you're hearing all this negative shit, and you just figured, fuck it, I don't care. Yeah, I didn't care. Yeah, so you, what were some of the things that, like, you felt like, not not crew politics. I don't want to hear about the process of getting in. But what were some of the things you felt like you needed to do in order to be ready to be down with them? Honestly, nothing. I mean, in reality, meeting
1: the key component to yeah. asking, you know, can I can I get in, basically, yeah. and uh, it was pretty easy. I mean, once like with with, with most mm-hmm. crews, like you want to vet someone, yeah. right? So you want to paint with them. Yeah. Some crews have like a starter crew where you get in this crew, then when we know, like, okay, this this guy is legit, yeah, you can get in this other crew. That that wasn't the case. Um, but it's a matter of, at that point, hanging out with people, painting with them, kind of getting to know someone yeah, you gotta and, and what they're about. Yeah. And it was just a really good fit. I mean, we're opposites, um, but
0: uh, it works out really well. That's, and that's the weird thing about graph. Mm-hmm. It doesn't care no, not at all. about your where you come from. I'll give you an example. I know somebody right now who was like hardcore graffiti and then was hardcore street too. And they're like the Apple call center head Person For California <laughs> Businessman Polo shirt Shirts Glasses All that shit But when it cracks off It's the first motherfucker Throwing them Like graph doesn't care You know And if you can hang in the scene You're just a part of it I know other people too Who grew up With their father to mother Like sold High end watches and shit You know And they were down as fuck Nice So graph is definitely No that's hip hop in general But like Yeah I agree I get it I understand where you're coming from So let's what happens when you do get into dub? Do you go a little bit harder for graph? What- you had to. Yeah. I mean it. It's no like I, I, it's no longer just you're gonna
1: paint these little tunnels or these little walls that you're used to. Like we're yeah. gonna go. Finally, got someone has a car. We're gonna go to Santa Cruz every day. We're gonna go to Frisco. We're gonna go. Yeah. Everywhere but Oakland at the time. Okay. Didn't want to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> Straight Oakland up. Yeah. Back then, still um, like. Late '90s, early 2000s, like I—I yeah. I never did anything in Oakland ever. Yeah. Frisco, That's we wild, and huh? Santa Cruz, San Jose, we'd have fun. I mean, surrounding cities like that, whatever, yeah. right? But we'd go to Santa Cruz a lot. Um, go to Frisco. I was ready going to Frisco though, but just mainly taking photos. Yeah. How trains, you- trains, trains, trains? Uh, I was real big on trains. This fool was a street dude. He wasn't doing Island? trains. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm like, we got to get these freights, man. We got to yeah, yeah. get these freights.
0: So I have a, a huge love for for trains. Yeah, and trains are their whole own feeling. Mm-hmm. You know, going into a yard, every yard's different. Even the different cars that go into the yard mm-hmm. because of whatever they support. You know, like it's all different. It's all got its own vibe. Yeah, and the streets got the same fucking thing. Got their own vibe. Every place you go. How are you guys paying for gas, food, spray paint? Alan, Alan, my mom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um this fool's working, so uh, he has the whip. Um I'm younger. Yeah. He's much, much older. No, I'm just kidding. Um he he I I I didn't honestly, I didn't drive until I'm I'm a paranoid person. So like in high school, there was a few people that I knew that died from car accidents. Oh shit. So I did not drive for a long time. I, I legit, I think I was yo, so check us out. I'll I'll get back to this this question, but I, 2000, early 2003, I stacked a little bread. I bought an old school uh, scraper. It was a Brigham. I don't know what kind of car it was. It was, it was called a Brigham. I have no idea. B-R-O-U-G-H-A-M. Oh, I don't no. know. I forgot. It was, it was hella long, son. Barely fit in the garage, right? So I paid for it. <laughs> then I got locked up. Uh, then my 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 dad, it was at my dad's house. Yeah. And he was like, yo, my uncle was like, I'm turning this car on, but it doesn't even fit in the garage. So like, yeah. we're just going to get rid of it. I'm in jail. So I'm like- it's whatever. Yeah. I, I just bought the whip, right? Yeah. So I turned 21 in jail. I didn't get my license until I was 21. Yeah. So at that time, it's Alan driving everywhere. He was buying everything. He's a nice guy. Um yeah. I was working, but I was I was buying a lot of uh, music CDs back, okay. back then at the time. Yeah. So I mean this guy's mainly spotting everything. Then as far as paint goes, uh my mom was the I mean, I'm I'm under 18, so my mom's buying paint. Or, you know, he, this guy had paint. Yeah. Um, eventually, you start racking and returning and, and getting paint. So, but at first, my mom was buying the paint.
0: That's wild. You're not the first person that said that. Other people have said that too. And I'm always like, my mom. Hi, my mom. mom. My mom hated <laughs> crap. Yeah, shout out to my mom.
1: Yeah, I used, to, I used to write hi, mom, or like mom yeah. a lot on my, my joints because she's buying the paint. Like, I got to rock it. She's like, hey, write
0: my name. Rock me up. That's the she said rock and me up. And the funny
1: practice? part, she, uh, I'm not going to say where she worked, but she used to work um, somewhere where, where she would sit down. And a lot of people had to go to this office. Yeah, And she would tell by their handwriting, like this person's a graffiti person. So oh, she, she would- She would sit there and she'd be like, hey, what you write? And they look at her like, what? She's like, what you write? And they'd be like, they didn't know what to say, you know, which is hella funny. But she met a few of the homies in her workplace that went
0: in there. And she's like, hey, do you know this person? So I'm like, oh, I know that fool. Wait a minute. So I'm going to try to, you don't got to say yes or no, but she must have worked in either the positive or the negative side of grass Oh, it was good It was good No, it's it say
1: nothing No jail, no CO okay, Like, yeah, nothing yeah. like that No, no, no Okay, that's tight
0: I was going to say She probably worked at the jail Or something like that.
1: No, you know what I, I could say it, I guess uh, Do I want to say No, I'm not going to say okay, it Well, actually, good. fuck it uh, Passports She's working at oh, the post office okay. At Passports That's cool So, she don't work there no more. So, yeah. they had to, to go through her To get a passport So, these, these them, fools like, are going there With they're their mentioned. family or whatever yeah. You know She's that's wording them about. up
0: that's wild. These fools are handing their passport. shit like, "Wait, a minute. Yeah, she sees the
1: sig and she's like, "Oh, I know this fool writes. What do you write?"
0: That's funny. <laughs> like, oh, with the passport. Yeah. So what? Where does? What are you painting now? That's different. Like, if you're going to Santa Cruz mm-hmm. and you're going to San Francisco and all these other places, how the fuck are you even knowing what's what? Or are you? Just we don't showing up? at all.
1: Um, Frisco, we're, we're. I'll start with Frisco. Frisco, I'm a little. He's familiar with it. I'm familiar with it. Um, I'm familiar because. In I think it was probably around '98. I would I would cut school and mm-hmm. take the bus to the Caltrain, take the Caltrain to the very last stop in Frisco, walk different directions as far as I could, just taking photos yeah. by myself. Then walk back once all my rolls of film were done. Yeah. This is like you're walking back. You got blisters. You got gooch rash. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying, yeah. big boy. You get a gooch rash.
2: Yeah.
1: You're you're out there struggling to get back to that Caltrain before the the last one. And uh, then you go back, you get your film developed. So, like by walking so much over there, and yeah. it's it's Frisco big, but it's not really that big.
0: No, and it's a grid. Yeah, They're all so grids, you kind of yes.
1: learn like the certain parts. Yeah, there's yeah. certain places where I, I I didn't really go to hayton Ashbury because that's hella far. Trying yeah. to walk over there from the yeah, Caltrain, yeah. but like you get familiar with with like Mission Market, yeah, wherever like those main streets you just walk down. Like it was lit back then. So you that part's familiar, but like you still want to kind of go rogue and. Yeah, yeah. Like, one time we ended up in Hunter's Point painting in the middle of this intersection this car. Full of Simones. Nah, nah, no, nah, no, nah, okay. nah, nah. Jeez. Um, we're painting this car in the middle. Like, There's, like, hella like, lanes that just drive right by you. We're painting this car. And uh, this fool opens the door and hops out the car. We're like, oh, shit. Yeah. So we never finished that one. But, like, you end up in, like, um, weird areas that oh, yeah. you probably wouldn't go to nowadays. Yeah. Uh, Santa Cruz was different. Uh, Obviously, you go there to the boardwalk, whatever, but we would park in a certain parking spot and legit walk from the entryway of Santa Cruz to the boardwalk and back like five times, like different routes and just catch tags, catch F, etch etch tags, um, stickers, like anything you could do. Like it wasn't really paint. We painted tunnels in the daytime over there, but it was doing anything you can out Get there away
0: with,
1: yeah we go to Santa Cruz quite a bit
0: is this where where does the magazine come into play before I was already doing it. after it
1: yeah so magazine comes in I went um that high school I was telling you about that nice yeah peaceful high school yeah. they kicked me out I said well they said you're gonna you have to leave basically right so they kicked me out and I went to a continuation school and I didn't want to go to the same one that all these other Eastside kids went to. So yeah. I went to one in Southside. Okay. And um I go there and uh the, the the first thing that the lady asks is, She's like, Are you on probation? And I'm like, No. She's like, Why are you here? Yeah. I'm trying to get a GED.
2: Yeah.
1: You know, and they look at me weird because all these kids, it's it's a rough continuation school. Yeah. But at that school, there's Helegraph Cats. And I come across a graffiti magazine that Alan and this guy Misfit did. It's called uh, Chaos Runs the Family. I thought it was 98, but uh, I, I they said it was 99. So I, already, I was already taking photos, right? Ta- like, yeah. Taking the train, taking flicks, just for personal collection. Yeah. Then I saw that magazine, the first one they did, and I was like, damn, this is kind of – I didn't like the all – I mean, everyone has their own idea of what they want in their own magazine. Yeah, yeah. So they had – it's graph, but there's, like, some, like, articles and other things in it, yeah. but – you want to do things your own way, but the basis is graffiti. So I saw the graffiti magazine. I'm like, damn, I, I could make a magazine too. And I, I have all the photos. Let's just do it. So um that's that's where the idea sparked. So like 99, 9, I, I, 98, 99, somewhere around
0: there. And what exactly became your process to publishing an issue? Not how you printed it, but beforehand. How are you getting all these, like, you said you walk till your film is out. Are you taking like a fancy camera? Hell no. Nah. And just- like, how are you getting film? What do you? How are you deciding where to go next to take pictures of? Because the graph isn't the same everywhere.
1: Yeah. So for that, um,
0: for a long time, I had
1: I would just buy the disposable rolls of camera. Oh yeah, yeah. So all the, I, I was using those a lot. So then I'm taking the bus, um, going to train yards, uh, going to tunnels. Taking those were the main things: tunnels, train yards, and then going to San Francisco was the early days, um, really Frisco because. Something, of, I just, it felt special at the time.
0: Yeah, it definitely was.
1: I mean, there, there's so much history. Like, now you look at it, and I just cherish all those old photos that I have from yeah. that era. Especially, like, even the San Jose ones, but for some reason, the Frisco ones held, I uh, held a little closer to me. But, I, so I already had those. Um The process was, once I, I had, I mean, I had enough photos, but once I kind of learned how to piece it together.
2: Yeah.
1: And... And I don't, I don't think I even asked anyone. I just kind of saw how the, how it was formatted. And I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to cut these up. And I remember I was still in, in this high school. Yeah. So I, I made it, um, I guess it's a senior year in high school. But I cut it up. Um, I glued them all with some glue sticks. I, I took the bus to um, this other little shady printing um, store. Yeah. And I made 55 copies. And I think they folded it and stapled it for me. So the first issue – actually, the first two issues I made were 55 copies. Um, I don't know why I printed that many, but they're both just 55, uh, maybe price-wise. I'm not sure. But um, – so that's what I was doing. I, I was taking Hella Flicks and making the mag. Then I, I showed you issue three. Yeah. I, I came across someone that I knew that uh, worked for a school district who was like, oh, you, I could print these better for you. Okay. For cheaper. Yeah. But you got to come like on a Saturday yeah. on the low. I'm like, all right, let's go. So that's where I started they got a little more professional,
2: yeah, yeah,
1: because the first two issues it it's it looks like shit. But it got better. And uh, that's when I started printing more. then the the quality got a little better with like once you start doing something for so long, you learn how to cut these pictures. Yeah, don't you know, there's little techniques that you learn. yeah, so that that's when I felt
0: like I was getting better at that point. The first, I, I, I know and I agree with your what you're saying. You you redefine the process. The first few podcast episodes, probably no, probably like the first 10 or 20, they're like hella choppy because I'm learning how to interview people, learning how to talk to people, just whatever. But once you get like a groove, you get a link. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, go for it. Uh, you kind of figure it out, you know, and you just like, okay, this is how I want it to look. I want to describe the magazine, though, to people who haven't seen it. First off, what's it? What's it called for the audience?
1: So the original um, name was Serious Business for Serious People. Uh, eventually, it was shortened to Serious business. Um, but now it's just
0: Serious Business. Okay, and what he's talking about is he took like three, four hundred pictures of graphs, cut them down to where they'll fit on a tiny little page, and basically folded them together. They're all black and white. You, it, you What it reminded me of, straight up when I first seen it was the covers of like binders and shit in high school. How girls used to have hella pictures in their binders and they have like all the homies and they go take pictures at the one hour photo with like smile now, cry later in the background shit. That's what it reminded me of. I thought it was cool. That's before you get a plug and before you redefine your own process for laying out pictures. Why did you feel like you even needed to redefine it? It's just a graph mag. Are, are there a bunch of people looking at it? Like what's, what's, What's leading the innovation in this thing? So negative. What's
1: the thing I didn't like was so when you let's say you have a, a picture of a wall, someone did a throwy on, yeah, and you're standing back, you take the photo. Behind that, there's layers of tags. Yeah. There's other things that might be surrounding it. Yeah, you're younger. You're taking these photos. They're not the best. So, the early days, I would just cut out the the person's throw or piece, oh, okay, right? okay, yeah. But eventually, then you put that on the page. So, you have this blank page. You're putting a background, and then you're gluing that little cutout page. So, there's negative space around that. So, the first two issues, I was like, I, I don't like that. Yeah. And- there's a time and place for it, but I didn't like that. I wanted it where it was clean. So then, then plus you're cutting out like some some tags that you. might – I really appreciate those tags looking yeah. back at them now because some of those tags could be like way older, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Um. So you want to showcase that, especially with freights. So then you start learning how to take these photos. You learn how to cut them where, if the page is five and a half by eight and a half, so five and a half um the width. Yeah. The photos are six inches. So all you got to do is just cut, you know, eighth of an inch on each side or so. And then you put it on the page. Then you start stacking those. Yeah. So there's an art to doing the mag. But that's that's kind of like where you start learning those processes. I didn't like the negative space and how that looked. Yeah. So that's when I started changing the way I
0: took photos, the way I was gluing them on the pages. Um, but yeah, that, that's where that happened. One thing I seen too was you learned to tell a better story. That's That was the main thing is like, oh, shit, you can clearly see there's a difference here. Had you ever at any point in those early issues think like, yo, this is going to be when I'm 40 or whatever, I'm still going to be doing this. When I'm 50, I'm still going to be at doing all. this. Not at
1: all. If, so if I, if I thought that um, in 2010, I was living in the Pacific Northwest and I was just ready to move back to Cali. And if I would have thought I was going to be making it forever, I wouldn't have thrown away Boxes and binders of photos, yo. Like, I threw away so much history. I'm hella mad about it. Black books. I threw away a lot of really good um, pieces and drawings from people from the Bay Area, Sound Jose specifically. But those photos, I I know there was so many good freights and early Frisco stuff that was thrown away. But the one good thing about being, my wife hates it, but about being a hoarder is... So certain people, like if, if you took uh, film photos a long time ago, actually, I don't know if you've seen this magazine yet. Um, can we pause and you grab that magazine? while I explain the story real quick? Just one, yeah. um, It's issue, look for the cover that has all these little photo proofs on it, and I'll explain it once you uh, grab that one. So I um, back to that question, no, I did not think I'd be making it to this day. Um, so – these started, I think the first one was printed like in, the, I started it in 99. Yeah, that one right there. Yeah, Take a, take a peek at that one. So I started the magazine in 90, like 98, 99, um, printed that first one in 2000. It took a while for me to make the magazine and get it printed. The All of them were black and white. Up until 2007, I made a full colored eight and a half by 11 magazine. And... I after 2007, so I ended up moving to the Pacific Northwest. I, I kind of fell out of graffiti for a long time. Didn't pay attention to it. Like I said, I threw away all that old stuff. Luckily, I still have some, which is which is awesome. Um, but luckily, I kept all those photo. So when when someone developed a film back, a, a, a roll of film, yeah, you get the first photo they give you is every photo, a photo of all the photos you took on that roll. So it's called negative. I don't, no, not no, because no, negatives, those are the little ones where like you have the, you know, the little black and white joints. Oh, okay. But that, is, I called it a, um, a film proof or like a, a roll proof, a proof of whatever's going to be on there. Yeah. So I have over a hundred of those saved. And a good friend of mine has all the rolls of film yeah. that we took. So he was taking hella photos too. So he, we try to keep things separate case something happens right so i have all those he has all the actual roles of film that were developed so we haven't matched them up yet (laughs) 20 years later but it's it's in the works right um but so i that magazine you're looking at that's like 30 something pages of just I, i i made that magazine in two years ago right okay so i went from 2007 up until 2020 without doing anything yeah and honestly i didn't think people appreciated what, with, with the um, social media and yeah. the digital age, I just felt like there wasn't a market for it and people weren't really interested in it. So I kind of just didn't even think about it. Um, one day in 2020, I was looking through the photos like here and there on a Saturday or whatever. Yeah. I like to kind of look through stuff and reminisce. I wake up hella early. So I'm drinking coffee. I'm reminiscing. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make a 20, 20th year anniversary Magazine, which is what that one is right there, and it's all just a whole magazine of like a snapshot of what I was doing back then, like all all the rolls of film, everything I took a photo of. That's what that is right there. But I I have enough to make two more of those magazines with different different content. Yeah, I just haven't done yet. I've been preoccupied doing other
0: magazines. Yeah, and I like especially I like when. Let me describe what I liked about the magazine first. It's. The fact that when you look at older GVSR cars, blue, flat cars, (coughs) when you look at them now, graffiti is usually about 70% of the way up on them because they're such rare cars. The rules, fools just kind of throw the rules out the window and they smack the car up. And as everybody does that, it gets higher and higher up the car. And so like all the graph that was on it before, which is like one or two spray can pieces, half of a panel or whatever, um... That shit's all gone. It's all underneath all that graffiti. But when you see, you know the picture is old is when you see one of those cars and you can clearly see all the rivets and it's not painted over hella times. You know it was taken before graffiti had a major explosion and like all this other shit happened, right? So there's that. There's also a lot of concrete that's virgin in the background too, which is an older thing that doesn't, like everything's been painted by now. You know what I'm saying? And like, Mm -hmm. so you can tell these pictures are old. And I like that about it. Then you get into the colors. Krylin and rust Red Devil or whatever else, everybody was still in Osh Paint, only had so many, the palette was not super extensive. And so you could see like one of the things that really tells on somebody a time frame is Fools used to do like <coughs> silver fill-ins with like teal outlines and shit. And then they'd white inner bold it or like shit like that. But anyways, I love that I can see that. And I'm like, yo, this is old. This is tight. Like, it's a little bit cooler. Letter styles. All the letter styles are actually there. There's styles actually there. Like, there's no such thing are as Are saying that that's not anymore? That's not the case? Well, I'm just saying maybe not everybody feels the same way about it now. Yeah. So
1: I feel a bit attacked right now because um, we did a lot of silver... Uh, orchard fill-ins Or Walmart silver Yeah With a, a black outline And a yellow stamp Hell yeah That's good shit bro
0: <laughs> That's good shit Don't feel it. You time. did
1: uh, American accents on the yeah. I, People call it a force field We used to call it a stamp So like You know You do your fill-in And yeah. you outline it With whatever then yeah. you,
0: The out, outer Yeah 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 People call it a shell I call it a stamp Yeah See that's the other thing About graph right Everywhere you go Right The terms are <clears throat> different Fools will call it a force field an mm-hmm. outer bowl A perimeter line Like I've heard all kinds of shit Yeah so I like that about these magazines that they basically tell a story. You've got the last, what, 20 years here before you took a break?
1: Well, it's from 2007 until 2020. That's, that's, I didn't make anything. So all those right there you're looking at yeah. are the past uh, two years.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So basically you can get a picture of from nine. When when is the first one? Is that 97? The first magazine I made? Yeah. I, it came out in 99 or 2000. It, it was around there. Okay, so you got a long ass fucking time, is my point. Yeah. Of documentation, a graph, right? The other thing I thought was weird that is not weird, but wild. But if you're walking around these places in the city, right? Like if you're in Hunter's mm-hmm. Point, Mario was probably up in his room doing some dirt in the same <laughs> neighborhood somewhere. The producer, our producer here. That's funny. Some of the other artists that have been on the podcast lived in that city at the same time. So, like, This is crazy, you know? And when you talk about the time frame with that city, when you talk about California in the 90s, like, that's the city that pops up, bro. San Francisco.
1: definitely. L.A., Frisco. Yeah. um, Those those are the main two. So, like, when a lot of people would, like, come from the East Coast, they're going to go to, really, Frisco.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's fire, man. And I think it's tight that you turned it into a magazine. Now we're on a podcast is a thing now. We're here talking about it like talking very serious business. Yeah.
1: This guy. So the the you had asked um if I thought it would be big. I, I don't I still don't think it's really big. I mean, I don't print that many copies, but I, I I I would like to think it had a bit of a following um like early 2000s. Yeah. There was a lot of people that were really stoked about it. A lot of people with semi mail Which leads. So at at that point, I'm basically, I I told you, I've been selling things for a long time. Magazines is just one of those things I was selling part of in during my life. But I was essentially going door to door to businesses, record stores, uh, smoke shops, going anywhere I can, anywhere we'd go, I have a backpack full of magazines. So if we're you know, doing graffiti somewhere, or if we're going to a record store, I'm bringing them up. We we used to come to Sacramento. I would go to Amoeba or sorry, was it tower? The tower that closed down? I used to sell them there. So anywhere we went, I would take them and I would just, Hey, is the owner here? You know, trying to just door to door, basically salesman these. Um, So I had, I had actually back in the early 2000s, I had more stores selling them than I do now. Now it's just a maybe a handful on the internet that will wholesale
0: them too. Yeah, and that's that's a testament to the way the market has changed, mm. how people buy things now. Yeah. Like, what about Get A Clue? Did you ever take them to Get A Clue? Hmm? Did you ever take them to Get A Clue here in Sacramento? I'm not familiar. Okay, Get A Clue mm-hmm. is like a, a little hip-hop shop. or not a little, but just a hip-hop shop that had been here for hella long. Where was it at? Uh, I think it was like on K Street. It was in a bunch of different places. So but K Street has a, a long history. There's a record store yeah. that's very famous.
1: This guy would know. The DJ Shadow cover is uh, at that K Street Record oh, store.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah There's they had a bunch of mags and stuff, too. Like, even after I talked to you the first couple of times, I called.
1: It's a possibility. Um, I'm drawing a blank on that place right now. But, I mean, we took them to a lot of stores. There was yeah. a lot of places in Frisco. I forget who had them. But a lot of stores,
0: like random ass stores yo what kind that of was, shit were they selling in these stores like what made you go into these stores
1: one's like a i feel like it's a sex shop or some shit yo it was, it was some fuck? fucking weird shit on hate street like yeah. alan had that lined up fucking he, alan what
0: the fuck yo bro?
1: This, this guy's a creep um <laughs> he he had a little magazine he used to make too
0: wait a minute wait a, it was in a sex shop what kind of magazine was it Nah, it's graffiti shit oh, okay my bad but
1: like we got weird <laughs> i got weird stuff in there but like i remember there was one where he was like hey we're going to go to the store. I'm like, all right. Then we go to some weird spa and hate. And like, I don't even remember what it was, yo. Like selling incense. It was a weird ass <laughs> store, dude. And and he was like, yo, they buy mags. I'm like, all right. Then they used to buy them all the time. Like, yeah. I made a few and they bought every single every time off me over there.
0: So, what do you, how many you take in there and offer for sale?
1: Usually like 10, okay. uh, five to 10. Um, but I would try to wholesale 10 of them to these stores.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know what's wild too is that, I've said this before, your same situation has played out in many, in every major city. Somebody curates mm-hmm. what's going on at that time. They document it. We have a homie here named D1, right? And this motherfucker has everything from the 90s. He, when I asked about the END TBK battle mm-hmm. at his house one day, he goes, Oh, hold on. He comes back with Polaroids of them taped together in Damn. the order that they were, because he was part of the battle, but he also like. In order? In Chronological order, order? Yeah, like, well, he taped them together as they were on the wall, Damn. both sides. Damn. And I was just like, what the fuck? And he's like, oh, that's, yeah. a, that's a talent right there. That's what I'm saying. And he's just like, I got everything from this year to this year to this year, this, this, and this. And I'm just like, this dude's a fucking encyclopedia. Yeah. So throughout the years, when I've had like just questions, D was who I called. Nice. You know, hope D, if you hear this, I hope you're doing well, bro. I miss you. Holla when I see you. You know what I'm saying? In the 10 years or whatever it turns out to be. But, anyways, There's somebody like that in every city, right? And so, like, when you think about hip-hop was a different type of culture than it is now, you had to go door-to-door, you had to know which spot it was, you had to know, like, the owner, you had to sell probably these for hella cheaper than what you would have. But just the fact that you're driven by passion, all that shit is acceptable. Mm -hmm. And so, you talk about now, the passion is left because accessibility has changed the fucking game for everybody. So the fact that you can see all of these pictures on the internet almost devalues them a little bit. And so I've said this about Graph. These magazines are almost so old that they're new to people who are now in the market. Like, yeah, they almost are tripped out by the fact that there's a graffiti magazine because they grew up seeing Graph on Art Crimes, grew up seeing it on 12 Ounce, wherever else. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I think it's this weird like circle that we're in where she yeah. came back around. It is um, Once I did that So
1: f- that issue that I did in 2020 That kind of brought everything back I printed 55 copies only I, I have never reprinted it But I, I printed 55 to honor the original first magazine I did The first okay. two really But to honor that number That's why I printed that many yeah. That one was a was a pretty big hit actually A lot of people really liked that one What would you but, sell this one for? Tw- I saw all of them All the new ones 20 shipped Okay All of them But um, I'll get to this point there's you haven't looked at that one but see the one with the the cover this one yes yeah so we'll we'll get to that one next but so back in the day I they were so they're black and white with a, a nice card stock different color cover there were five bucks so I would trade to stores do store credit um if it's like a record store yeah uh, I was buying a lot of CDs so I was doing uh, I'll take I'll take your form in, in credit right yeah and you get a little more money if it's a smoke shop um, I might need some caps I normally was doing stock tip stuff but if if someone had you know they're like hey I can't really buy these and like, I'll just store credit yeah. let me get some caps or some markers whatever so we'll do that but back then it was I want to say it was like $3 each wholesale back then and they would sell them for 5. Okay. Um I think at some point they I might have once they I started adding so issue number five, issue number six. I don't have number six. You saw number five, but you yeah, could yeah. tell the quality got better. I started yeah. adding way more pages. There was a lot more involved in those ones. Those ones I think I was selling for ten at the the stores. So I would get five off yeah. those ones. But now with them, printing costs have gone up. I mean, everything's gone up, right? But for the printing cost of everything, um, these all the new ones I do, I just sell them for twenty shipped for and I send them people a bunch of stickers. Yeah random stuff. But we, so the following, I, I, it didn't hit me like how big, I I know a lot of people like, there's this guy that runs a magazine called Kill Pretty and it's a pretty popular magazine. And uh, I found him on the internet and he was like, yo, check this out. And he sent me a picture of all the magazines that I, pretty much all the ones I've ever made, the small ones, including this all freight one I did in 2001 called Murder of Metal. Actually, I think it was 2002 but it was called Murder of Metal, all freights, full size, black and white.
2: Yeah.
1: I brought one to show you. But that one, I saw he had two of those and he had like a bunch of other mags. I'm like, damn. Then um, uh, RIP Yesum, but Yesum one time was in Frisco and he was like, hey, check this out. And he sends me a picture. This is right after Vote passed away. They were cleaning out Vote's house or his room. Okay. And he was like, yo, look. And Vote had like every magazine I ever made. And he was oh. like, yo, Vote was a collector. And I'm like, damn. So, like that kind of stuff, it brings you back, like, damn, like some of these guys really collect. So, certain people I sell to now, they're like, Oh, my homie had this yeah. one. Or, yeah. like, people know yeah. that when I met Lakota, he was like, Yo, uh, I brought him the the full that one I did in 07, the yeah. full color one. He was like, yo. Thank you. I, I used to have this. I bought it on Art Crimes back in the day. Yeah, that's wild. And I was like, huh?
2: damn. That's wild. Huh?
1: And this is like, you know, he's not W. He's not in yeah, yeah. nothing. So, like, this fool's buying that magazine. So, it, it's really cool hearing those stories yeah. of that one. Um, A lot of people had that one or seen it because someone had it. We printed so many of those. So a lot of people had seen that one um, in there at some point, which is uh, one of my favorite ones that we did, that full color one. So we put everyone in it. Yeah. Like, there's no bias. Yeah. Straight up. Like, I don't care if you dissed me or whatever, right? I put everyone in that magazine
0: that I could. You know, two things that stand out. One is a question, but the other one is like, if you bought your spray can caps or got your spray can caps from a smoke shop, you're OG as fuck (laughs) <laughs> like, this, that's not a thing Can't go to a smoke shop now, fool, and get some spray paint caps. <laughs> Damn, son, you got me choking Yeah, that's fucking um, funny Back
1: in the day, some of you guys might know um, These smoke shops,
0: they'd be joking caps, streaks, yeah. random stuff, you know Nickel bags off the back and shit, you know what I'm saying <laughs> That's need on the low bammer, Need some bamer with some seeds, I got gotcha. right. come back later Yeah, a, there, was, there was quite a few that did Yeah, no, <laughs> well that's, that's a, also a testament to the culture, right? Like, look at, look at where you had to access this at it was like all these other little—I don't want to say taboo, but just not—you know—it wasn't on Front Street. You couldn't just, you know, search it. It, online. it wasn't You'd, a sex shop on Hay yeah, Street. It wasn't a sex shop on Hay Street.
1: <laughs> this fool. It, it, I, I gotta ask this fool. I don't know if he'll even remember. He has a terrible memory, but it was a weird ass store. It wasn't like a
0: um, a niche book. Store. It was something him. like really awkward. <laughs> like dudes, dudes want to go in, get their nudie it, mag, and then get like fucking serious business.
1: off. They, they might have had like some like a weird back room. Like it was a weird ass store. I forgot what it was. Yo, it was our hate street though. It was weird. But so in two thousand and two, this is where things kind of took a turn for the, I guess the better. I mean, I was getting better at making magazines. We were doing a lot more graffiti. We were traveling a lot more. Um So 02- I honestly I don't know how it happened. I I can I can guess, but in 2002, Thrasher magazine, the skateboarding magazine, yeah, they had um I st- I had a peel box right, so people people were sending me stuff already. Yeah, I, I would, ha- but it was like small time, like local. Yeah, you know, I would trade photos of people too. So there's people in the Midwest or other. Countries that were actually out, I don't know how they got in the magazine, but they were trading me photos. Yeah. So it's still small time at this point. So 2002 Thrasher Magazine does this article called Zine of the Month, and they featured issue number four that I made in that magazine. And they wrote a little write-up and they gave my PO box on there. From that point, I had a crazy influx of mail, primarily jail mail, that- But people would write and mail me letters, drawings. Someone designed a new logo for me that he thought I might want. It was actually pretty dope. I wish I had it. I lost it. But that, so people all over the world, because Thrasher is a big magazine. So everyone's sending stuff and and a lot of jail mail, as I mentioned. But I kept damn near all of those letters for 20 years. I, I kept it. Everywhere I moved, we moved quite a bit. I kept all that. Somehow, yeah. right? So two years ago, I didn't print that many of them and um, not many of them sold. I gave a lot away. People, I appreciated it, but I felt like I needed to give back somehow to all those people that had once sent something to me. Yeah, yeah. And the only way I could think of doing so is is making a cut and paste magazine, yeah. old school style like I did, gluing, yeah. cutting everything, gluing. So that's what that magazine is right there. Really? So if you notice on the cover, there's oh, yeah. um, stuff like, I kept all the postage stamps yeah. too. So there's stuff from New Zealand. It's funny because I, I took that magazine. Um, I, I taught a class in South Dakota to the natives out there, to the native youth, how to make a magazine. I took that one. Then uh, Lakota was looking at it and he was like, yo, look it, there's a stamp from South Dakota. That's so wild. someone mailed me something
0: yeah. in 2002 or whatever from South Dakota. I was like, oh, that's dope. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So we go from... Some shady ass sweatshop on hate to teaching teaching native homies how mm-hmm. to make magazines. It's mm-hmm. a pretty big jump, bro. <laughs> it was dope. <laughs> that's progress in the culture. Right I mean, I never been to South Dakota. No, that's, that's it was about dope. This. I had yeah. fun. I was there
1: for five days. I still I have my normal job. I worked every day. Then yeah. after work, I taught a class to the youth out there on how to make a magazine. Then the last day, they um, we printed a little magazine for them. Really? Mm-hmm. Where's that at? Does anybody have it? I I posted the photos on Instagram. Okay. So um, it's one of like the last ones I posted. Um, I think it's the last post I did on there, but it's from September. So you'll see if you scroll through like some of the kids, they, um, I brought all my magazines, they printed stuff, they brought their own things. They, I showed them like the old school way, how I used to do it. Yeah. And uh, they each made like two pages. Then we glued them together and and it's teaching them how to make a magazine. What are they,
0: what are they, what kind of things are they bringing?
1: Oh, that's not graffiti related, but one of them, I mean, one of them, um, so I made a few pages and then. I took a a bunch of photos in that area. Okay. And we printed some, so some of them were that, but they were just like cutting pasting random stuff. Like that like there's there's cool a whole one. bunch of uh, magazines that they had over there. Okay. So it was cutting and pasting or he would print whatever for the kids yeah. and they would put that in there.
0: That's tight, dude.
1: Yeah. Hopefully um hopefully someone will will use it eventually.
0: I mean, you only need one person right yeah. to have this story play mm-hmm. out again. In that sector. Like-
1: I, I try to tell everyone to to make magazines. There's a few people. Actually, funny, um, shout out Opress. I've known Opress for a while, but I've never actually talked to him on the phone.
2: Yeah.
1: It's just through the internet or text message. Then yeah. uh, he was telling me he wants to make a magazine. So he's Hell like, yeah. yo, can you call me? So I t- actually talked to him for the first time on the phone yesterday for for a while. Really? But he's going to hopefully make a magazine. But I get random people on Instagram They'd be like, oh, man, I got all these photos. I want to make a magazine. I I recommend everyone to do it. Yeah, It's not monetary reasons, but it's just like a good therapy. Like sometimes yeah. get away from everything. And for me, I, I really like reminiscing. Um, yeah. It brings back good memories of – because for me, I have, I have a pretty good memory. So I remember where I was on damn near all those photos. Yeah, that's wild. Then there's some photos or rolls of film where I'm like – I was in Frisco with Yesem,
2: yeah. or I
1: was in San Diego with Alan. Yeah, like I was in Modesto at this train yard. Like yeah. I was in Fremont at the, You know, what I'm saying like, for me, I remember that. So it's yeah. nostalgia, and it's it's a good uh, good memories for me. But I recommend everyone make a magazine.
0: Definitely, and when you do something you've never done before, you learn things you didn't know before about yourself. Mm-hmm. So when you do explore something like that, there's usually, you know, the process provides opportunities or information at the very least where exactly does art come into play in all this you transition from graffiti yeah to more of an abstract style of art where still, does that it's happen? still graffiti
1: it is yeah my wife hates it she's like you do some different letters I'm like why I don't need any other letters <laughs> I, that's what i tell her yeah, she's I know, like no one wants to buy something that says gus i'm like hmm, maybe, maybe <laughs> we'll find out we'll find out <laughs> I'm not, you know, I sell a little bit of art. Excuse me. I should sell more, but um, I mean, it's just, that's a form of therapy as well. So where that comes into place, um, I'm doing graffiti, of course, right? I've always been more into pieces. Those kind yeah. of um, more, you know, colors, more, I, I'm, I'm really big on abstract stuff. I like abstract things, yeah. but art has always been there. Uh, I grew up with an artist, my grandpa, my grandma was her own artist as well, but she she didn't really like do. My grandpa, like when I when I would go to their house when I was really young,
2: yeah.
1: his whole house was a gallery of his paintings, like really? professionally framed everywhere. You got the plastic couch, of course, right? Yeah, Your yeah. grandparents got that joint on when deck. You get off it as hot He goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you can't go there in the summertime. But his whole house, the all the living room, his hallway, everything. He had his own bathroom. Everything was his artwork that he did all over the house and he would do different mediums. So he was doing oils, he was doing acrylics, he was doing screen printing, he he was doing multimedia, making jewelry. What's so, his name? Huh? That's my grandpa. No, he's he's local. He, he he like I'll tell you a quick story though. Um so my grandpa, they ended up they're from San Jose. Well they're okay. from South America, but they moved to California. Okay. And um his later years he moved there in the Modesto area and when he was older, he he walked up into this gallery over there. It's a popular gallery, Misslin yeah. Gallery. If you guys know Modesto, shout out Modesto. Um, he walked in there and he was like, "I want to get some artwork in an art show."
2: Yeah.
1: And they're like, "All right." Uh, I think they just respected him just walking yeah, up yeah. in there by himself. I think yeah. my stepmom dropped him off or something. And uh, so he passed away in uh, 2011. In 20. 20- 15 or six? it was 2016 i walked up in there like cold call style yeah and i said hey my grandpa had an art show here a long time ago
2: yeah
1: i want to get some pieces in and i brought a few of these paintings in a milk crate yeah and they were like absolutely so years later i had an art show there well it wasn't just me but like it was
0: part of a group that's wild though
1: yeah i felt like i had to to okay to pay respects. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I still, I, I want to get my art in galleries. Yeah. But that one, uh it meant a lot more to be in the same place that he was at one point.
0: Oh, I can definitely dig it. That is, yeah. What kind of subject matter was he painting? What was he painting? Everything. Um He, his, so he, portraits, Um
1: he would ca- basically kind of like copy certain artists. So he had some like. Jackson Pollock looking joints. Oh, okay. He had some other abstract ones. He had some some weird stuff like oh, what's what's that? Uh, Mondrian, uh, Mondrian, like you know the little shapes with the yellow, the blue oh, yeah, the squares. Familiar. No, I have no idea. I'm sorry. You I'm serious? At,
0: yeah, I have an art podcast, and I'm yeah. You know Mondrian? No, I don't. But don't look at me like that. It's fucked up. Make me feel bad. Yeah, I'm serious. I don't know okay. what
1: that is. <laughs> the Nine out of 10 of your viewers or listeners are going <laughs> to know Mondrian. All right, all right. So he had some Mondrian style stuff. Um, one of my favorites though that he did was um, during the Iraq war. Okay. He There was a photo from a newspaper and he, he somehow like screen printed it and made it his own. It wasn't like Andy Warhol pop art, but- he did his own variation of like screen printing and making a bunch of prints of it. That was dope. Cause that one was, was original for him. Some of the other ones were, were kind of like, a, I'm going to um, do something similar to this person. Yeah. So some of that was that, but he, he did all sorts of um, events. At one point he was doing these uh, strange like portraits. Okay. And, and one of them, he gave like my grandma for like mother's day or something one year. And she was like, what is this? And he's she like, it's you
0: taking it. And she was
1: like, oh, Okay. <laughs> But I, I have a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So after he passed, me and my brother uh, went over there and they're like, we don't care about this stuff. I'm like, give me give me everything because yeah, I want that artwork. Yeah. So years later, he, this is like 2015, 2016, I had some of his paintings and I, I hadn't done graffiti really for a long time. I was kind of out of it. And I was just looking at one of his paintings and I was like, I'm going to do a tribute um, painting painting in this particular style, it was like a collage taped, like you mask off certain sections. Some of the, paint, the paintings that he has still have the tape on it that he forgot to take off oh, yeah. and he painted over it. Yeah. But like, it's kind of like that, that style. Um, I don't even know what to call it really, but anyways, he he, he had that going on and I was like, I want to do a tribute in the same similar colors to this right here. So I I did it, and I fell. I called it Art Deco, but it's not Art Deco. So I did some paintings like that, and I've been running with that. I really like it, and I've kind of tweaked it to what I would like to say is my own style. So I call it the shape of graph to come. Okay. Um, it's a play – because for me, I equate these paintings – and all my paintings is what I do uh, to like free jazz. You don't. I'm sure you don't listen to free jazz, but uh-uh. – Jazz music, can, <laughs> it's, you play,
0: it's, can you mimic
1: with your mouth? Hell no, <laughs> hell kidding. no. I, uh, a homie on the keys could do it, but <laughs> no. Uh, but I because it's 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 no real structure. Everything is free, right? Yeah. So you're just kind of going with the flow. It's like bra bra style, happy mistakes. Like yeah, yeah. you just go with it. So that's I equate. My uh, art now to to um, to free jazz. So there's an artist, a jazz artist in the late 60s, Ornette Coleman, had an album called The Shape of Jazz to Come. So okay. I call this The Shape of Graph to Come. Um, that's just my little play on it. But I've been running with that ever since. It makes
0: sense. It makes sense when you give me the context. Like That's what, one of the first things I thought when I seen it. I was like, why? Not in a disrespectful way, but just like, you know, I now have this. What, what part? The why you mean? Just like why put the shapes in this oh, in this yeah. area? Why use these colors? Why use this Is this random? Like It's is this 100% random. Out? Is he, yeah, nothing's he, planned you know, out. Is it based off music? That's another thing I thought too. Like, you know, what what am I looking at? Why? Why did this come to this place? That's what I thought. Yeah. And when I started talking to you and you told me about, you know, what you just said, I was like, yo, that's fire. That's crazy. The, the part that always trips me out is that every artist... Usually has a close and not every, but a lot have close influences in the home that just those become their their favorite people. Uh, yeah, my grandpa was one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. And it's like, that's cool. And it doesn't surprise me now that that's where your stuff comes from. So where does graffiti stop in art being pursued as a serious craft start? What year? I mean, graffiti basically stopped in,
1: for me, essentially 2003. Um, we were on a good run. Then I was ready on probation, gang probation for graffiti, and still doing graffiti, and ended up getting caught, violating, violation probation. So in reality, like all the old stuff that you saw, it was before I turned 21. So yeah. like all the, those old freights or walls or whatever. It was before I turned 21. So essentially, it really stopped at that point. So I still do my art, but there's long pauses. Like I probably went four or five years without painting anything recently. Yeah. Then I did a few pieces this past year. But before that, I mean, the last paintings I did was a few Yesen tributes. Yeah. But I was still doing artwork. I like working on, um, you know, spray paint on wood is what I really like. So I was still doing that, but like, I, I I go in these phases where I won't do anything. I just don't really look at anything. Yeah. I don't really want to be inspired by anything. I try to come back and tweak what I've been doing a little bit. Yeah. So once once you take a break for something for a bit and you go back to it, there's a there's a, a a moment where you kind of forget everything you learned. Yeah, and you have to relearn, but you relearn things differently than. When you're trained doing it every single day, so this is kind of where I'm at right now. I was knocking out these paintings, doing a, a lot recently, and I'm really happy with wh- where this artwork is going. But it got kind of repetitive, and I wanted to take a break, so I'm taking a break right now. But I've, I'm, I was looking this morning, and I'm, I'm inspired to, uh, to do some more artwork, especially with the show coming up as well. Yeah.
0: But I, I'm, I'm ready to, to do some more. You know what I would like to see. Or even just challenge you with is like, I'm gonna do this myself. That's why I say it because I'm excited about the results. Using limited color palettes or using the same tone of blue and purple and everything in between, and like don't step outside of that. Right now, I use colors of distraction, so it's very busy. But I'm thinking like, what what would happen if I really narrowed this down and attempted to make a point? Attempted to exercise the power of blue, you know, the power of purple or violet, whatever the fuck. Yeah, but yeah. like. That's really got me excited. And it's because, too, like, I look at my artwork and I'm just like, it's cool. I like it. It's it's skillfully whatever the fuck. But, like, I want it to be different every time. And there's things that I'm just excited about way more than I was last year. And so mm-hmm. you should maybe try that. You know, experiment with just certain color palettes. Um
2: Yeah. So see what
0: to, to that, that. point... Uh, I do want to do that and I
1: absolutely agree because sometimes when you're working with um the, you you would think when you have a when you when you have quite a bit of spray paint uh different colors you would think that um well some people are really good at, at making color palettes and yeah. sticking with a theme I'm not like that when I'm doing yeah. free jazz artwork over here yeah, yeah, yeah. anything goes right yeah. and you're using a million colors but that one painting that we have right here, I did want to do all one essentially shade of, or a family of colors. Yeah. So that's what that pink one is right there. Yeah. But I do want to explore that more like one, just all blue tones, yeah. right. Um, or other shades, but yeah, I'm, I'm super like a uh, ADD with my colors. Oh, so a lot yeah. of them have so many colors going on, but yeah, I, I agree. I do need to. I, I want to do the next one. I'm going to do is a blue one, which is just like different yeah. color blues. But yeah, I, I like that idea.
0: Really, and you just you just see what comes of the process because you'll learn something during the process. I'm you'll sure figure something out that excites you, mm-hmm. and that's what I'm saying. Is like literally put in a year to figure out what's going to excite you for the next year, whatever. It's being an artist, yeah, Anyways, I'm with it. Where does the case? What happens leading up to the graffiti case? Does do you get snitched on? Do they do good detective work? How does it all come into play? Yeah, it's kind of whack because it was
1: technically i was 17 but i just turned 18 and i had caught some tags in San Jose and like a week or two later task force comes to my school they knew who i was somehow and of course i got a camera i got a black book yeah. i got everything on me right so someone told them who i was i wasn't i wasn't like big time yeah so someone told them who i was so they come I get wrapped right, and um, I'm on probation. So we're on prob. I'm on probation. Um, still doing graffiti. I stopped reporting to the dude, to the the uh, PO, and um, doing graffiti. And they did a couple sweeps, like going to everyone's house. Twenty something people on probation. Yeah, I remember one time I was I was gone and. My family called me like, yo, they just came, they left. Yeah. And I found an article in the newspaper. They went to like 20-something people's houses, Yeah, like 26, and they arrested 24. So I yeah. was like one of the ones that wasn't there, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it's, it's going to catch up eventually. So they go to – I wasn't even living there, but, again, I was, I was still doing stuff. They went to a relative's house where I was on file at, yeah. and um, they found an old uh, backpack – with like some markers, a magazine, and I think that was it. But that's enough to get violation of probation. Yeah, because you have so, stipulations. For yeah, I, I mean, I wasn't supposed to wear red and blue. I couldn't have a sharpie. That was hell of shit. Oh, that's you guys were on gang. California, yeah, gang I was on dumbass before. gang probation. Yeah. So, you, I couldn't even have a sharpie though, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyways, they, they went there. They were harassing my mom going to her work, and uh, she's like, "You just need to call them." I'm like, well, if I call them, I'm just going to get locked up. I already know what's going to happen. They're going to violate me. So that's what happened. I got violated. um, Did a little six months in there. Alan was already in there for something else. So this is a whole other story, but me and this guy are are in there working together, scheming all night long.
0: See, there's something beautiful that happens when the homie's already got the system sewed up and you come in behind him
1: yo and and you're butt ass naked and this fool is yeah, handing you your your role oh wait tell me about the intake tell me about the intake you get so you don't know he's in there oh <laughs> well, I knew he was in there like and me and him are kind of on bad terms of oh, lightweight shit, yeah. because i I got a, a brand new girlfriend at the time yeah, right yeah. and uh he gets locked and i'm I'm a bad friend I wasn't writing him yeah yeah and then I wrote him and he ripped it up and mailed it back.
0: <laughs> oh, he was big mad. Was and I'm like, damn, mad. son. So and he mailed it back. Yeah, he was, big he was mad. hella
1: mad. Yeah. yeah. for sure. So I I go in there and it's nighttime. Yeah. Um, he's working this lockdown unit, and I go in there and uh you have to strip. Then I look. And this fool's handing the, the the towel roll. Yeah. And I'm like, what? These fool's laughing. Like yeah. It was like nothing yeah. ever happened. Yeah.
0: You know? I do. And that's tight because there's, that's what I'm saying. Is When you get in there and you know somebody that knows somebody that's got it all sewed up, that makes the time way easier.
1: He rolled up his his bunkie. Yeah. He's like, hey, my Can best friend's him? here. Yeah. You got to go. Yeah. He was a big dude. He was like 6'5", like 350 or something. Yeah. He rolled him up. And he told me, yo, get in line, be the first person in line the next day. Yeah. Get this job and you work with me 11 at night till 7 in the morning.
2: Yeah.
0: So that's what we were doing. Was there any graffiti vandalism going on in the jail while it's nighttime and you guys are two vandals in jail? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, man. We're, <laughs> we're in charge. Yo, there's a lot of grimy stuff going on, yeah, but you,
1: me and this fool, 11 at night till 7 in the morning, scheming. Yeah. Had, we had markers. Yeah. Had uh Sharpies, we had the chisel tips, I had full. the big pens, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So then we got the Brillo pads. We're scribing on these food carts.
0: Oh, shit. Staying we got the laundry parts.
1: carts. Yeah. Man, it got to a point where there was
0: quite a bit in there, and uh we had to chill for a little bit. And let me just say this, because I know this is how the game goes. All your ops and everybody else that's been in the game since then has gone to jail, who's seen that shit, has been pissed as fuck. Like, fuck these fools. They roll in the food cart and it's got WKT tags on it. They're just like, fuck these fools. Fuck whoever did that shit. But that's really done by two, probably two people living out the same situation they are. You know what I'm saying? Like, in jail for some dumb shit. No one's ever said they saw any of that stuff. No, but they, they're they not going to. Um, Yeah, who knows? Uh, I mean, we are just,
1: it was, we are having fun. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's funny. Like, I love coffee now, but I didn't drink coffee until I went to jail. Yeah. Cause it's part of the culture in there, bro. Yeah. We were making Starbucks. Yeah. This fool, he, he got me addicted. We, we had yeah. a we, like, it's a room like kind of like this, right. Yeah. Where there's a, there's a sheriff guy watching us, Yeah, but we got a TV. We're here, you know. Um, then there's like the lockdown units over there, but the, I, I would, I would hold, I would hold, uh, my shits and yeah. go in the visitor's room Yeah, and then they had a pay phone over there. So like late night. I get on that, it's a visitor's pay phone, so it's cheaper oh. than the, on the yard yeah, yeah, yeah. pay phone, right? So, I'm over there making the calls to my, my now wife, yeah, but yeah. back then girlfriend, I'm calling her on those phones late night. This fool. And I had to jug on some calling cards.
0: <laughs> yeah. So,
1: I would just punch in those calling card
0: numbers, yeah, yeah, yeah. then boom. What year was this? 2003. 2003? You remember what's on the radio at 2003.
1: Yeah, fuck all those songs because I used to listen to them on the Walkman in jail. Yeah, so did. like those stupid Pharrell songs, yeah. fucking <laughs> Nelly, all that shit. I hate it when it comes on. I'm like, bro, I hate this shit so much.
0: Pair <laughs> of Air Force Ones, fuck them Air Force Ones. No, nah, that was
1: that was like 04, right? That oh, okay. shit was dope. Okay. I mean, uh, whatever Nelly, but okay. like, yeah, shout out Air Forces. That's wild. So,
0: how long did you actually? How long was your vacation in there?
1: Six months. I call it vacation. But I mean, okay. you do like a little bit less. Yeah, yeah. You but they, it was, they sentenced me to six months. Then they upped my my little um, restitution. They upped the um, community service. And it ended up being a total of six years of gang probation I had to serve out. Damn. And gang probation is formal or informal probation? Bro, this is the dumb part. So like I had, this is dumb because I, I didn't, I would drink occasionally. Yeah. But I wasn't smoking. I wasn't yeah, doing yeah. anything. I had to piss every single week. Yeah. And I saw this guy, the PO. They pissed me every single time. I'm like, mon- why are you pissing me? Is
0: it the monitored pissing? Yeah, he's watching you. Yeah, he's watching you. <laughs> Dude, that's fucking weird.
1: Yeah. Man.
0: Yeah. You be. I criminal? don't know why. Huh? You want to be a criminal Be You got to take all the shit that comes on the other end of it. I never <laughs> understood it, though. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's, it's part of the... It's, there's like an outline, right, of all things that fit inside of this. And when you're gang... When they'd strap that shit on you, like, you're along for the ride at that point. Anything yeah. Anything else that comes along with it. Yeah, but
1: it's funny. So I had to do community service, and I, I did it at this, um, San Jose listeners don't know Roosevelt Park. Okay. It's, it's a homeboy park over yeah. there in San Jose downtown. But I, I chose that one because there's a little bridge right there. Yeah. And I, I would, the lady was cool as hell. So I would get dropped off over there. Then she'd be like, yo, just chill for like an hour or two. Yeah. Clean up the park, I'll give you eight hours. Yeah. But I had a camera and my little side bag. So I was walking around taking flicks. Full. So like there's a little bridge yeah. and there's graffiti under there, of yeah. course. So I'm catching flicks. I'm chilling, walking
0: around. It should me she was giving me credit. She was cool. The dopest restitution I've ever heard of was one of the homies that used to own a store down here called The Bench. All right. His name was Robbie. He wrote Jask, J A S K. He gets sells spray paint. These fools like they ain't trapped as They send somebody in there who's 17 to buy spray paint. He doesn't card them. Criminal charges are filed, right? Yeah. They try to shut the business down. They weren't shutting it down. So his restitution was he was a muralist who owned a store that supplied mural things. So he couldn't get spray paint whacked off of, like they couldn't take spray paint away from him in any shape or form. And he was a muralist, quote unquote. So his restitution was through the same business association he paid into every month as an owner in that little spot. So this business association lines up these walls, these major walls to, to paint. They wind up being well over 200 feet long or wrapping around the block, each being well over 150 feet long. So you're talking half a city block is like, you know, one of these buildings. He gets three of them in a row, all part of his restitution. And instead of just smacking them all himself, he turns around and calls me. I call Sire, I call other people. Ruco seen some of it too. We throw these big ass graffiti jams and all the time <laughs> is logged underneath uh, restitution and community service time Damn. through that business association. So if you got time coming up, you might want to think about who you know and how they can help. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If you got some restitution you got to pay or whatever, community service, there's a way to wiggle it, figure it out.
1: You guys were a little bit lucky out here, though, because Santa Clara County at that time, they had like the highest conviction rate um, for graffiti shit. Like they weren't playing at all. Yeah, I bet. So this this guy I know, uh, Font, he was the first guy to go to prison. Oh, fuck. For graffiti. Damn. Yeah, he went to prison for it. So he was the first one I knew of. It was probably, it was either 98 or 99. I mean, I could get these years wrong. But it was around that point and He yeah. was the first one that anyone, at least I heard of, in yeah. the Bay Area going to uh, prison, actual prison for graffiti.
0: Uh, he's definitely not the last. There's been
1: no people afterwards. People yeah. definitely did, but during that time, um, I never heard of anyone. But they, they were giving like really high conviction rates yeah. uh, or Getting um, sentences. Conviction. Yeah. But I mean, there there was certain people that I I knew that were in my little circle at that moment that they got caught for the same thing as me. But one guy I knew got uh, 30 days of um, court probation, which I never heard of.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, here I am on uh, gang yeah. probation, pissing every week for my PO. Are you but, still
0: cool with that person? That no, nah, I, don't, I
1: don't talk to any of those guys. Because one of them, I, I can't prove it because he was underage at the time. Yeah. One of them, I think, is the one that said something about yeah. me. So That's what I was going to say. Court
0: probation sounds like you leave.
1: Yeah, it's no it's interesting when- yeah you know, some of those guys don't, some of them don't get in trouble. Yeah. Some get a court probation and I get, you know, at that moment, three or five years of gang probation, whatever it was at the
0: time. So after this, after you get out of jail, do you decide to just chill on the graph and make art or are you done with everything for a minute? Like right after jail, what's your state of mind?
1: Yeah, pretty dumb. I went to, uh, I, I actually painted something. <laughs>
0: My man. <laughs>
1: right. I mean, I, I thought I was going to chill, um, but I painted something and uh, it was at some skate park and it wasn't really legit, but uh, I, and I wrote fresh out of jail. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, did I have a photo of, of, of that still. One
0: time. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, I got
1: to have a photo of that yeah. one. Someone someone had it. Like I forgot I even painted it. Yeah. And uh, so actually real quick, after the first time I got uh, wrapped up, the next night, we were out there painting again. Yeah. So I just got wrapped and um, we painted some really fucking hot spots in San Jose. That was pretty stupid, but um, you know,
0: you're 18. Oh, I definitely know. There was once I had gotten out on like a Saturday morning, at like six in the morning, five in the morning. And by Sunday evening, I was hopping back over a fence, holding my pants up, terrified because. You know, we get rolled on and, like, it's just fucking wild. And I was like, I remember getting home that night and, like, looking in the mirror and smiling so big because, like, I'm a real graffiti writer. Like, I'm really doing this, you know? <laughs> like, I don't give a fuck. And, like, I think about it now and I'm just like, what the fuck am I – was I thinking? Like. right. But I mean, hey, that's the fucking, it's the role you play at that time. You know, but really to answer funny.
1: that question, um,
0: I definitely took like a, a backseat on, on okay. doing,
1: because we were kind of doing some hot boy stuff, yeah. um, fire extinguishers and some other silly things that are kind of hot. So I, I definitely took a backseat and chilled for a bit.
0: So I got about another 15 minutes on the clock that I can- yeah, I told you, this could be me. like four parts. Like I You know, haven't I'm even sorry. gotten
1: into me- uh, mating and breeding hamsters in middle school. This fool. Me uh, making T-shirts, uh, custom T-shirts. We haven't gotten to me slinging diapers.
0: This guy, hell Yo, of shit. Damn, <laughs> entrepreneur in the house,
1: huh? Yeah, there's more. I'm, it, for, I'm I'm drawing a blank on some of these other things I, I've sold over the years. I mean, but.
0: mating and breeding hamsters. What the
1: fuck? Yo, that was a middle school son for oh, real. You really did dead that? ass? Hell I yeah! Come you were on,
0: kidding?
1: Yeah, in sixth grade. I was like a lot of these other dudes um, in sixth grade. You <laughs> go to Costco, right, and you buy like boxes of. Uh, uh, candies okay, and they're like a quarter each. Yeah, yeah, but you go to school, you flip them for a buck each, yeah, boom! Yeah. Right?
2: Yeah,
1: stack my little bread. Then I uh, ended up buying some hamsters, <laughs> Russian dwarfs. What the Yo, fuck come on, so, Russian dwarfs. <laughs> then I was mating those in middle school and selling
0: them 10 bucks a pop. Who was buying hamsters at kids at school? school? <laughs> kids Easy. On your resume, hamster salesman. Yep, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> hamster breeder and salesman. Yeah. Unfortunately, we don't got enough time before to yeah. be talk about the diaper sales. Yeah. Come on, yeah. son. I do want to get into though where you are and where you're where you'd like to be right now art-wise. Now we have a show coming up mm-hmm. at the Medium Tattoo. In gallery on freeport it'll be february 26th it'll open up a bunch of you listening will be in the show but we can't put your name on the flyer because you still out here living your best life so active in the streets yeah you're still active in the streets Streets. So, we would like to thank the medium tattoo find people over there we'll have Hell more yeah. about that coming soon but you're doing art now regularly mm-hmm. you have an extensive library of pieces you've made. Like, I've never seen that many pieces in one place before. Really? Yeah. You, have like yeah, a you haven't ball, even bro. seen them all. No, that's, you're just showing off now. That's a lot of no, There's work. a lot of overflow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Don't talk to my wife about it. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure mad. she's got an opinion. You got to sell these shits. <laughs> Get rid of them. So, <laughs> Quit so. What, painting and save letters? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they always got something to say. <laughs> so, what would you like to see happening for yourself as a serious artist?
1: Yeah. In your career. Absolutely. So I do have a a career um, personally, so I had to get felonies dropped and um, things removed eventually to be able to do the profession I'm in right now. I'm very happy with that company and career that I am in personally. But art-wise, I absolutely want to get in more galleries, um, make more prints. Um, I, I do... Well, I am going to make a book called The Shape of Graph to Come. Okay. So it's just going to be a bunch of collections of my works. I haven't done it yet, but I might I might actually do it before that show, do a yeah. small run. And um, I'm just, there's two things that have to go into that. One is taking all of the artworks that I've hung on my wall yeah. outside and taking really good photos of them.
2: Documenting them, yeah.
1: To do it that way. Um, then the other part is I'm, I'm undecided on the cover because I want to do something like original on the cover, yeah, like hand-drawn kind of, but I'm not sure what I want to do for it yet. So that's, that's another thing that's holding me back on it. But art-wise, I absolutely want to bring my art into more galleries, more shows, um, do more prints, do more art, of course. Magazine-wise, I want to do another at, – at, this past year, I did six issues. Okay, I want to do another six at least. I, I am going to – I'm not going to say I want to anymore. I'm going to say I am going to. I am going to make a book or a magazine, just Yesem, all Yesem stuff. Um, I had this idea right after he passed. I I had, well, I was looking at, I mean, I I still think about Andy a lot. So RIP Yesem, but um, he was a really good guy. But I, I think about his Instagram page and eventually- like, these guys that pass away, I, I yeah. wonder what's going to... Like, his is still active. I just looked at the other yeah. day. Uh, obviously, there's no new post or anything, but the page is still there. And I wonder if eventually of it being inactive for so long, yeah. is it going to get shut down? And all of that, his own story posted to his Instagram is going to be gone. Yeah, it is. So I have a lot of photos, luckily still, and original stickers and yeah. things um, that were from him. But I wanted to go on his page and screenshot a bunch of the photos and make a whole book, adding more stuff to it, but making a whole magazine of just Yesum, just tributed to him. So I'm going to do that this year. Um, I don't know when, but I want I'm going to make more magazines. I do want to do that one. I want to make the book and I want to to get this art on another level. So I want. I also I am going to do a beer label collab. Oh shit. Beer label collab over here. I want to do another beer. Oh, actually, I haven't done a beer label. Um, there is a company, a wine company that I do. I have done with, shout out, Purity Wine in Richmond, California. They are incredible natural wines, the best wines ever. I did two labels with them this past year. I got a few more for next year coming up. Oh, I do cool. want to do some more with them. Out, uh, I have a few that are going to be. I'm not sure yeah, if it's yeah. two labels or four. but I, So I want to do that and some beer bottles or cans as well. Can I make a suggestion? Oh, one other thing real quick. Go for it. Um, This is the most important part. I can't leave this out. Um, We do after 20 years, my wife and I are expecting our first kid early next year, which is the biggest blessing and the most incredible uh, portion to uh, bigger than this art, bigger than these
0: magazines. That's the most important part. I was supposed to start with the episode with congratulating you, Scott, the homie from Reno. And I'm, Ninety-five percent sure, Lakota. Also, yes, yes. I was supposed to. I was gonna triple check and be like, "Congratulations to all the new fathers. Everybody's in a good place in their life. It's great to see that this is the time people are becoming new fathers versus when life's on the ropes." Mm -hmm. So, also congratulations on everybody who celebrated another year of sobriety, either in graph or art or whatever. I was supposed to start with that. But I <laughs> fucked up my own podcast. Again. Hey, it's a, it's a long day. Yeah, it has been a long, a lot of talking today. You didn't eat those chicken tinnies yeah, for lunch either. No, I not have nothing to eat yet. Yeah. Um. So my suggestion would be, if you were gonna pump the gas on some or pump the you know pump something out before the show, what if it was the Yesum magazine with your hand painted art with his name on the cover of it. It's just a good a, idea, but I'm,
1: I'm super awkward about stuff. I have quite a few, so I did a few. Yes, some actual tribute paintings, um, really? actual walls. Then I've done a few on masonite board or the wood that okay. I have done. I, for that one though, I don't want to rush it, no, and no. I really would like to get Alan involved because Alan was a good homie of his. Okay, um, he knew him longer than I did. Yeah, uh, I did. Luckily, I, I I have some really good. Um, life memories and moments with Yesem in Monterey and in Frisco and, and, and staying with him. Yeah, yeah. And he even came to our house um, in Modesto area and painted a phrase with us. Yeah. But uh, so that was cool, but I want to get him involved and he has a kid and I want to get the baby's mom involved. Um, so I want everyone. Plus I also want to, I mean the magazines, it's not a huge profit, but whatever profits, can be made. I want to make sure that it, it goes to his family or his kid. Hell yeah. So I, I would do want to take my time with yeah, that one definitely. for sure. That that's what's been kind of holding me back a little bit. I haven't seen Alan in a minute. And I want to make sure that
0: it's it's done in collaboration the right way. Well whenever you talk no it's a great point. Whenever you talk about honoring somebody, respect is always at the forefront of that. And time usually, you know, plays a major factor in it. How do all the pieces line up? All this and that. Mm-hmm. I do want to just close the episode with, first off, where could people find you on your socials? How can people find you?
1: Yeah, so the, which page? I was going to say the most important page, but uh, my art page, it's it's my, my art pages is, is the primary one. Um, it's at November underscore 9th. 9th, at November underscore 9th. That's the art page. The uh, magazine page, it's at Serious Business Mag. So, Serious Business Mag. That's the uh, magazine page. So, on the magazine page, um, it's just, I mean, it's just magazine, graffiti stuff. Then uh, the art page, I'm sure, is my personal page. I'm sure it's going to turn into my daughter's page shortly here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. But... Um, More art. I I need to do uh, some more art, but I'm excited for the future and uh, getting our uh, daughter involved in art and uh, my art as well.
0: Definitely, definitely. So close with my little famous question here. What is a dope day? What's your idea of a dope day? There you go, yeah. I've been thinking about this for a minute,
1: and I I like to go into things with um, freestyle, like I do my art. (laughs) Okay. So like when when I go... For example, um, you sneakerheads will know who Tinker Hatfield is. I had the, the opportunity to go meet with him at Nike on the campus over there. Um, I don't get nervous for things. Yeah. And I like to just, I don't, I mean, obviously you do prep work on things, but I like to go into things open minded without any preconceived thoughts. Yeah. But that's the one question I did think about. And I didn't really know how to answer because every day is a dope day. Like every day you wake up and you're alive. That's a dope day. Definitely you wake is. up, Hell you yeah. know, you got your wife next to you. You have a job. You know, I, I'm, I'm luckily I work from home. I'm surrounded by my art. Um, You know, I had a lot of family that passed away, you know, but every day is still a dope day. You wake up, you know, drink some coffee. It's a, it is a dope day. I, I you know. Chilled. Got to hang out with you guys. Yeah. Um, Chop it up over here. Met with the medium tattoo over there about the future art show. But for me, honestly, every day is a dope day. Um, You know, I I like, there's a lot of things I like to do. And uh,
0: all the days are dope. They are, Definitely. No, it's a good way to look at things. Well, I appreciate your time, your story. You brought a lot of material that I haven't even gotten to go over yet. I haven't even shown... Uh, yeah, I brought, the
1: paintings too. I come bearing a gift for you. It's on the bottom. Oh, yeah, Actually, I think yeah, it's in the yeah. middle right there. It's
0: well, I appreciate uh, it. facing down. You got to get the wow factor, but okay. it's the second one right there. Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. This podcast has been brought to you by We Are Sacramento in the Law. Sponsored by Russian Dwarf Hamsters for sale
1: Disco. at my Disco. Russian Dwarf Hamster page. Dude, I did not
0: expect you to be serious
1: about that shit. Deadass, huh? Come on. I ain't Russian. fucking lying. Russian Dwarfs, they're so
0: fucking these are dope. All, this
1: is all jail now. Yeah, man. well, not, not all. Some of it is like people from wherever sending Damn. stuff in, so.